0: Welcome to the Manology Project Podcast. I am your host, Quentin Crumby. And on this channel, we're going to be discussing what true manhood looks like as we understand our value, our identity, and our purpose as men using godly principles. Now let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Manology Project Podcast. I am your host, of course, Quentin Crumby. And you know what we do on this show here, right? We talk about things that, uh, issues and problems that men have. We also come to some great solutions. And basically, hopefully, you could take some of this and change your life and do something different. Uh, today I had to grab an actual special guest to come on here that I've been trying to hunt down for years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long time, dude. (laughs) Oh,
0: it's been a long time. But listen, I finally got a good friend of mine all the way out from sunny California. uh, Mr. Josh Griff. Uh, He's been a family friend for years. uh, And uh, I'm just blessed that he would actually have some open time to be able to come on here and just share his story with us. Uh, basically, we're just going to be talking about how this man balances being a husband, being a father, and being an awesome businessman uh, that he is. And so, we just want to dive right on in. What's going on, Josh?
1: Dude, Q, you're you're very kind. I appreciate it, man. That was a very <laughs> nice intro. I'm like, I like this guy already. <laughs> oh, it's me. Oh, okay. Uh, no, you, man, dude. I, I appreciate it. I, I love your family, and we've been friends a long time. I'm I like to play hard to get so that's what it is huh uh no um honestly i don't have it all figured out so let me just just tell your audience right out of the gate i don't have it all together i'm trying and i'm fighting for it and i'm doing the best i can i think i have some i think i got some stuff to share but i'm a work (laughs) in progress like everybody else now q he's quinn's got it all together but I don't have it all together.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I put this show together so that I can glean there you from go. all kind of people, man. Listen. Well, but- if, you,
1: if you're if you watching the video versus the audio version, I mean, I'm in my car right now. So between things. So I don't know if I'm exactly the model of how to manage <laughs> your life and time, but, uh, but I'm stoked to be on the show. Thanks for the invite, Q. I appreciate it, man.
0: Oh man, no problem. Like I said, man, I, I, it was just I was stoked when you hit me up and was like, "Bro, I got free time." I'm like, "Yes, yes." I called AC right away. Like, "Yo, <laughs> I got Josh. He's coming on the show."
1: <laughs> he was I'm stoked, honored,
0: man. He was stoked. But, um, but give us a little background, man. Uh, tell us yep. where you're at in life you know, wife, kids, all that good stuff. And then right after that, then we're going to jump into some balancing, man. How do you do it all? Sounds good.
1: Okay. I'm still figuring it out. Here we go. Uh, My name is Josh. I have been in uh, youth ministry for my entire life. I was kind of called into ministry um, as a teenager and as a young adult and have been serving in churches, uh, three churches now, one in Michigan where I started out, Uh, And then a really large church out here in Southern California called Saddleback Church. And then Mm -hmm. I'm the junior high pastor at Mariner's Church right now. And I'll just say this, working with junior hires is the best. They just they laugh easy. They're fun. uh, They're energetic. They just want to be seen. Like, honestly, it's not not different than your kids. It's not a whole lot different than even other adults. Uh, But in the junior high form, it's very raw. It's very uh, you can see it. They just wear those values on their shoulders. And, uh, I love what I get to do somewhere along the way. Uh, I got married and I have four teenage children. So Yikes. I have a freshman, junior, senior, and a sophomore in college as well. So we're Damn. in a very high burn rate right now in the Griffin house. Heck and, yeah. And, uh, Burn rate of both money and energy. This is (laughs) repeat. you got to have both and uh, I'm running out of both. So it's good. (laughs) Um, I also started a a company called Download Youth Ministry with some best friends of mine. And that's to help uh, teachers and high school leaders and church leaders, whatever, um, all over the country. And that has turned into something really special where um, youth workers will share their resources that they make for their church or school or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, with other people, uh, mm-hmm. and that has blossomed into a training website with youthministryuniversity.com, and so much more. Like we do the National Day of Training, where we train 20,000 youth workers all over the country. We have a podcast too, um, called the Youth Ministry Download, where we just talk about what's going on in our week. And uh, yeah, so I got some, I got some plates spinning let me tell you
0: <laughs> you do bro like that is uh that's a full plate uh it's a
1: full maybe but you know what you can tell from my size i like a full plate all right <laughs> <laughs> uh, buffet and i are best friends and uh yeah. i mean i work out hard but really it's just as an excuse to eat more that's my problem yeah. i just can't that, quite find the the balance the of that
0: huh <laughs> right <laughs>
1: I love it man
0: that's cool man uh yeah meeting your wife uh she is a a great lady um and it's been a pleasure even just knowing you guys even though we're like thousands of miles away from each yeah,
1: other way too far <laughs> uh,
0: but when I come to California it's um I mean it's almost like we we always pick up right where we left off which Agreed. is like so crazy my mom even goes you know she laughs at that like you guys you know you guys are like Like y'all live all in the same state. I was like, I know we built a great relationship from day one (laughs) and it's been a great bond. We're all silly. We're crazy. We all have families. (laughs) We're husbands, fathers, but we like to have fun. Uh, And I think that that's a real good thing. So from let's just start with the let's start with the family. okay? because I'm a big family person. Like I I really love um, marriage. Uh, I love what it does. I love the institute around it. I love what God says about it. I love the way that his favor flows into it and out of it uh, based on the way that we want to, you know, handle ourselves. So how has the transition over these many years uh, been as a husband uh, and really understanding that role?
1: Yeah, well, we've been married 25 years uh, last month, two months ago now. And uh Congratulations. Like think, thank you. I like to think I look too young to have been married 25 years. You do. But I feel I do feel old. I'm not gonna lie to you.
0: <laughs> hey, that's four uh, kids, man. I that's mean it. That's-, <laughs> that's
1: it. So uh I think I mean I married an unbelievable woman. I think mm-hmm. who you marry, you know, if you're looking for that person right now to just be really selective and choosy, surrounded in prayer. I think something I didn't think about when we first got married was I was thinking about myself. I was like, she will make me happy. I am attracted to her. It was kind of like me centered. Right. And I never thought, is she going to be a great mom? Is right. she going to be an amazing, you know, I was thinking about the wife, not the mother. Mother, yeah. And I was very blessed to discover that she is the world's best mother. And she's an incredible wife too. Um, but I don't think I, I don't think I was looking for that. Like, I honestly, I think I was looking kind of immaturely for what I could get. And like, she's, she's beautiful and she's fun and I want to be with, and she has given so much more than I ever saw. And so I'm thankful that God had that. And I would give that, um, advice or wisdom to people that are looking is look for someone who would be a fantastic, not just your mate, but in my case uh, the mother of my children as well. Um, I also don't think that people told me that, that marriages is have seasons like that there are seasons where it was so easy to be married and it just felt effortless and there were seasons that were not easy and I think when we talk about marriage typically it's like it's kind of just all one thing yeah and that couldn't be further from the truth man there are There's good. See, there's highs and lows and ups and downs. Marriage is absolutely a roller coaster. And sometimes I'm the one creating some of that too. Um, And I just think you're, you're, you're going to be frustrated in some seasons of your marriage. I don't think anyone maybe told me that, or maybe I should have just been smart enough to figure it out. I don't know, but like there are gonna be some times where your spouse, does not enjoy being married to you and vice versa or you know, whatever. So right. I, I'm pleased to report we're in, we're in a great, we're in a great spot. That's but good. in 25 years, there's going to be some, there's going to be some hills to climb and yeah. some challenges to face. Um, you know, when we first started having kids, which we were blessed to just have kids, um, that is not a big part of our story. It was just like we got pregnant when we wanted to get pregnant. Yeah. I, you know, some of my friends, uh, that is not their story. That's chapters, right. you know. But for us, right. it was it was no big deal. But God gave us some some powerful, strong-willed, sharp kids yeah. who were going to test us, and yeah. not just test the family, but test our marriage and test yeah. the way we discipline. Right. And so, I, I just think if if I was to give some wisdom out of the gate, I would say there's going to be some beautiful highs, you know, the, the marriage vows, they say like in sickness and in health, <laughs> right. <laughs> and until you, until you die, right. I, I respect those. Those are good words, but I would also say like something about you, there's going to be good times and bad. There's going to be high highs and low lows. Yeah. And you know, our job as men is to be faithful and consistent and loving. And I right. think, you know, for me, stability is a big value in our family as well like when the boat is rocking i i want to be the stable you know i think actually my wife plays that role pretty well too she's very steady yeah. um, i'm more the chaos bringer in our family <laughs> um but i would just i i would love to go back and say this to myself and i do say it with great regularity to my to my children there's going to be seasons in your marriage. And that's okay. That's normal. That's good. That's healthy. But how you respond is what matters.
0: Yeah. I think you said something else. Like, I think that I preach most of the time, uh, if not every time, um, as when I'm mentoring, um, husbands and, uh, and young men is that for us, God created us first. He created us working. He created us in his presence. Um, we we were pretty much the authority around what he created the wife is literally came from us he didn't create the wife he he took the wife from us and made her he created us he made the wife from us and so when you put all these pieces together it just sounds like you know the wife is going to get a short end of the stick and it's like you know and women have been battling that short end of the stick, Forever. and i think yeah. that they don't understand what you said right they come so powerful, so power packed with so many things. Yeah. I mean, we're talking things that are so so many intangibles, man, that you can't even put your finger on it because they're so well equipped without even being equipped, right? So it's like yeah. you had her. you never seen her go and get equipped, but yet she has all this stuff. And it yep. seems like they're right on point. It's like how are you on point? It's true. And I'm over here all flippity whippity. You you know what I'm saying? Uh, well, and
1: the gender role things is interesting to me because like when we first got married, I felt like as the man, I needed to handle the finances and like handle the books and pay the bills. And um, I, I think that's a little bit of leftover from the way it used to be. Yeah. Right. That was what a yeah. man did or something. And uh, I'm not great with money. I can make right. money. And I. Do not the detail of balancing quicken or whatever. Like, it's, I have a business degree, but I can't do that stuff. (laughs) But my wife, (laughs) she is so gifted at it. And so she does that in our home. And I had to kind of leap over some of the weird traditions and whatever gender roles and all that and go, she's better at it than me. I'm going to, she needs to do it. Right. And we made that switch and it felt a little weird and I was a little embarrassed. You know, this is a long time ago now, but I was a little embarrassed to be like, yeah, she does all the finances or whatever." It was the smartest move we've ever made, you know, yes, sir. I agree. And she stretched our, our family budget and our dollars. And she just, it's awesome. So, yeah. I mean, I would, I would just go, what are, what are some of the assumptions that you bring to the table too, in your relationship? Or yeah. what are some of the tension points that could easily be resolved? Yeah. If you switched a couple of those roles, like um, I I like to do the, some of the cooking in my house. I just love it. Right. Like I was raised, my mom got really sick when I was in junior high and high school. And so I learned how to cook pretty yeah. good at it. Yeah. And I can bring that to our home and family and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So I, I just think, look at how you're wired, look at your passions, your gifting and divide up some of those roles, you know, what is a painful inconvenience to you may be right, her yeah. incredible gift, right? And vice versa, too, right? So, I uh, could could absolutely be this be the the same for her,
0: yeah. Oh, and <clears throat> it's so funny because we did the exact same thing in our house. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it's the exact same thing. It was like, uh, what do you do really well, and because really, it's all about making sure that the atmosphere allows people to grow mature, uh, be strengthened in Christ. I mean, to me, that's all, that's all I can see when I look at my home is that God put me at the head of this house, not just, you know, not to pound people around and push my weight around. He put me over this house because basically I need to create an atmosphere for everyone under my leadership to grow mature, uh, be successful. Um, just anything that you can name, it should flow from the top down. So I think that switching them up became uncomfortable for you, but it was the most manliest thing that you could have done was to empower your wife to be able to take care of something that would better fit the house, which makes, isn't your wife. Our wives love, they love you more when you can see the value. You know, well, what I'm exactly.
1: And, and arguably, like you are helping release the gifting that God has given them. Yeah. Like you're better seeing God's creation and value and the partnership yep. when you let go of some of that stuff. And yeah. I just think that's an easy example for me. Yeah. Uh, even today in my job, like if I'm given a budget, I will spend that budget. I have no, no problem spending money, Right, <laughs> but balancing and accountability and finding those receipts that's a different detail altogether.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and that's the part that we just have to look at as husbands uh, is being able to actually put ourselves in a position, man, to make sure that our wives don't feel left behind, that they don't feel like they're not important. Um, and, and this is a this is a craziest thing, right? Because basically you still have the yes or no, right? So in my house, you know, I had to explain to my wife, like, so I could take all your information in. We can discuss everything. We can put it all on the table. We could chop it up and everything. But the yes and no is literally still going to fall on me because that's what God requires of me. I don't want it. In <laughs> his word says that I have to have it. Your your submission is not something that you want, but his word said this is something that you have to have to obtain favor. So you have to do this to get his favor. I was like, so leadership, headship, and submission, they work hand in hand to actually have God smile upon your marriage. I mean, basically, that's how you get his favor to activate over your marriage. If you want longevity, learn what headship is, learn what submissive is, being submissive is. And then you find that men have to submit in some areas as well. Um, so it's not just a woman submitting. We have to be humble. My, my thing is that you got to be strong as a lion and then humble as a lamb. Right. And I use that term because God told us to love our wives as he loves the church. So yeah, that's that's a
1: strong language right there. You think submit is strong. How about love her? Like uh, he (laughs) loves us. Wow. that is
0: (laughs) Well, because basically when you look at how vast his love is, like when you look how huge and how he loves us, And then he he requires the man to love his wife that exact same way. You're right. That becomes a little spooky because then that means that mama does get to whine a little bit. (laughs) That means that mama does get to complain a little bit because God is basically saying, listen, dude, she's going to be just like the church is because she's a weaker vessel. The church is a weaker vessel so that your wife is a weaker vessel. So she's not going to be as strong as you. She's not going to not want to whine and complain when you tell her no. No, you can't buy that today. So she may whine and complain, but God is like, it's okay for her to do that. And it's not okay for you to actually get upset that she does do it. You have to actually love her in that. And that's, I think, is a lot of hard part for me to get and understand.
1: I agree. And one of my my passions in, in work and everything that I do is collaboration. Like, I want to work together in partnership. That's just part of it just comes naturally to me. That's how I'm wired. I don't want to do anything alone. I want to do it with friends. I want to have fun. Hang. The hang is as important as the project. You know, it is,
0: isn't it? The
1: project is okay. (laughs) Yeah. As long as we get to hang, then that's great. Um, but the idea is the, (laughs) oh, this is awesome. Thank you, Matt. You want to say hi on the podcast? This is one of my best friends. We're live right now.
0: Hello, podcast. What's <laughs> going on, man? How you doing, buddy Matt? I love it. What is this, man? I love it already. All right.
1: <laughs> I'm getting turned See you later, buddy. Hey, he's a man. You should have him on the show right there. Oh, you know- listen. Hey, you Everybody. want to know what he just did? This is important. Count. Cal- this is a straw. If for those of you that are on audio, I'm holding up a straw. It's a plastic straw, and these are like black market right here. There's a, there's a in California where I'm at the uh the plastic straw is legendary. So he is was it? giving me oh a bonus plastic straw. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that part out, but that was fun. That's uh, hilarious. Also, don't arrest me for having a plastic straw and ca- paper straws. Just suck so bad.
0: Anyhow, they do. I uh, hate paper. I hate paper
1: straws. <laughs> oh, no, they're terrible. Anyhow, I am a I'm a collaborator. So I love. Um, working together in partnership, the hang, the fun, the debate, and then the action. And so, I mean, I bring that to my marriage as well. Like, yeah. I'm not making a ton of decisions unilaterally. Like, yeah, yeah, I might have the final word. I might have to make some tough calls. Right. But man, we are bouncing this thing back and forth. And And honestly, 25 years in, there's also like this like a new chapter we're about to to jump into with an empty nest, not too yeah. far away. Right. And she's an RN, she's a nurse. And I think there's a new chapter where maybe I, you know, my career mission calling all that will take a little bit of a backseat to her finding her, you know, next chapter in her story. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I think it's going to be great. And it is, and I'm going to support her and love her and care for her. Um, yeah. as I have along, along the journey as well. And again, a new season yeah. is quickly approaching.
0: So yeah, I, the
1: whole thing changes again. So yeah.
0: that's, listen, I can't wait to hear how that goes. I have you back on to hear how that, <laughs> yeah.
1: well, I'll tell you what, it'll be a lot of failures. I'm sure. Cause that's how I roll. I like to fail a bunch and then collect those and teach people what not to do.
0: <laughs> well, I mean the thing is though, I mean, after 25 years, um, if you do it right man the jail is there so I, yeah. I don't know i think if you're doing it right and you're intentional on everything that you do it minimize those failures because i'm being intentional i'm being considerate i'm being kind i'm being thoughtful and i think if a man can get in that space then you minimize all the flippity dudes and the oh my gods and the baby i'm sorry you know you can kind of minimize that i mean we've been married 23 years um, And so I'm right with you. I'm like if I'm just if I'm if I keep everything in forefront of my mind that the family comes before me, which is what I like you say that when you first got married, you you only thought that hey, only me she looks good <laughs> for me. She's gonna be at something for me. And I think that that's why I said the transition over to 25 years, now you understand that basically I'm all I'm all about pouring out and yeah. if you do it right, she'll actually pour into you. And then now you got this great balance. So now going into poor. So now you got three boys, one girl. Yep. How does that even look, dude? So, like, how do you break your time up? Now, I, I'm a family of, you know, I got three siblings. So I know what four looks like, but that was a single mom. So now tell us what the four kids look like. Yeah. With mom and the dad. So, how do you split it's your time?
1: All up? crazy, all the time. That's what it is. <laughs>
0: Um, well here, here's
1: the deal. Honestly, we've chosen to parent each kid based on their needs and okay, it's been, it's been really different. So when I was raised, you know, I had a brother, older brother, younger sister. I was the middle kid. So I was always clamoring for attention, trying to be funny. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they had, they just parented us the same way. You're all going to this school. We all going to this church. You're all doing this. Yeah. That's how we do it in our family. So whatever, there's one way is a good way. Had a good childhood, no complaints, blah, 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 blah. I think there's a new way. There's There may be, maybe it's a better way going, what does this individual kid need and how can I parent and love them best? So I think discipline looks different for different kids.
0: Yes, yeah. Like an
1: example could be, you know, my youngest. If I take away video games to him, it is like the world is ending. Like video games are everything. But one of my other sons, I could take away video games, and he'd be like, "All right, whatever." (laughs) But if but if I make his curfew, you know, nine p.m. or you got to come home straight after school or whatever, that's devastating to him. Yeah. So I think I I we've done our best, and and I realize there is some privilege in here as well, without a doubt. Yeah. But we've tried our best to parent, to educate, to discipline. Even spiritually, how we raise our kids, Mm -hmm. there has been some nuance to it. Yeah. Like, I was raised where,